All right, guys, we are going to get started. So my name is Amanda Majors. Um, I work at the Ohio Ministry Network as the digital media coordinator. That's a lot of words, basically, to say that I manage the social media, do all the graphics, and help Sarah House, which is the communications director, with the website and just different event things. Like, for example, today I'm doing a breakout session, but I'm also over the entire AV team, so all over the building. Um, but so I also I attend one church right here in Columbus. Um, I'm currently at the Worthington campus. And I have been doing social media for one church out of their eight years of existence, seven years. So started with just taking pictures on my phone, and now we have a photographer scheduled every week. So I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, I did it for Ohio Youth Ministries when I was there just about, what, 14 months ago? <laughs> no, less than that, eight months ago. Did it for Ohio Youth Ministries. Um, I also am Angel Perupski's assistant at Girls Ministries, and I help run her social media. And then I've done quite a bit of these events, uh, Time Apart, Teen Girl Conference, any of the youth events. So I've been doing social media for quite a long time. Um, I'm not really sure how it happened. It just happened. So a little bit about myself. I have four children. That's probably how it happened because I was like, I want to serve, but I got to do it from home sometimes. <laughs> So I was able to, which I've learned that that's not always the case with social media. But um, so I jumped in because I was like, oh, I can serve, but still be at home and be with the kids. Um, so that's how I jumped in seven years ago. Basically, Dustin Poole was like, we need somebody to do social media. So I fell in love with it. So I am here to talk about growing your ministry with social media. So just really quick, I didn't have this plan, but I'm just curious. Show of hands out of your churches, who uses social media on a regular basis? Most of you, about half of you. Okay, and when I say regular basis, how many people use it every Sunday, post about their services every Sunday? So that's like a smaller number. How many use it just to post your events, to get like some events out there, stuff like that? That's probably pretty normal. Um, so first of all, you just hit, that social media can be one of the most powerful tools to any brand, professional figure, or movement, so why can't we use that powerful tool as the church? Um, so I, this is where I get pretty passionate about it because I feel like God tells us to go out and get the word out to the people. People are on social media, lots of them. I think I just looked it up last night. It was like over 3 billion people, it's probably more than that, on social media and using it constantly on their mobile devices, on their, their desktops, whatever, they are on social media. So we have to get that word. We gotta get this good news, life-changing news out to those people. So it's super important. Why can't we as a church do it? Um, so that's where I'm passionate. So forgive me if I go off on tangents about that because I'm super passionate about it. So there's lots of different platforms. You got Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. There's like 7,000 more than that, but those are like our main ones. Um, I'm going to talk a lot about Facebook, Instagram, but for a church as a whole, I'm going to talk mostly about Facebook. You can do all the things. If you want to do all those things, and let me tell you, at one point, one church did all those things. On a Sunday morning, we did all four. You can do it. I don't know that I think it was worth it to do all the things. So we don't do Twitter or Snapchat. I mean, we do sometimes. They're still active, but we don't do Twitter or Snapchat anymore. We just didn't see the return on it. So we're gonna talk a lot about Facebook and Instagram the most today. All right, so three things I wanna hit is planning, being intentional, and being engaging. So planning wise, let's, sorry, I've never done this whole click the, 
pro presenter thing and look at notes at the same time. So forgive me if I'm like jumping all over the place. Actually, this is where I got that number. As of 2018, there are 3.196 billion people using social media on the planet. That's a lot of people. We as the church have to tell those people about Jesus. It's our job to tell those people about Jesus. And if we're not using social media, we're missing out on a big amount of people that we will never be able to hit in our community. We will never be able to talk to all of them. We will never be able to share the good news. We will never be able to show them what true love, community, how doing life together really does change your life. We'll never be able to do that if we don't get on social media. So it's really important. So we're gonna talk about planning. So planning isn't just looking at the calendar, making sure that you did a post to remind your people about your upcoming event. Okay, it's, I would say that that's probably not planning. That's being last minute, okay? So it's not just about saying, okay, Easter's coming up in two weeks, let's post about our Easter service. No. So when I plan, let's say for one church, for example, Easter's coming up in what, is it four weeks? Four weeks? So Easter's coming up in four weeks, we need to schedule a styled shoot with some of our like actual print material. So like maybe our postcards that we're sending out or our invite cards that we're handing out to the congregation. We need to schedule a styled shoot with a photographer. I know you guys don't all have access to a photographer, but you do have access to teenagers and they're really good at it. So I am a former youth pastor's wife. They're really good at it. I have a 13 year old at home. She's way better at it than I am. Not to mention she's also way better at makeup than I am, hair than I am, like, it's because of social media, it really is. So you don't, might not have access to a photographer, but you do have access to a teenager. Not to mention, let's just jump into the whole leader development thing. What a great way to develop these younger people, and it doesn't have to be just a teenager, it could be a young adult who wants to get connected, but maybe doesn't like make conversation easy, throw a camera in their hand. At, to be honest with you, start off with throwing an iPhone in their hand. One of, so many of these phones have great cameras, some better, like, so I just went to Tanzania with the group a few weeks ago. A lot of them I took on my phone because I'm just more comfortable on my phone. Photography's not my strength, so I pulled out what I know how to do best. Pulled out my phone, grabbed great videos. I, I really encourage you to get those people involved. They want a community. They want to serve. They do and they'll love it. Get them involved. So what I do is so many weeks out, we're going to schedule a styled shoot. So we grab a few people with good looking nails and we put the invite card out in front and take a picture where it's in portrait mode. And now you've centered in on that invite card and the back is, is blurry. I know that sounds crazy. Why not just throw up a graphic? It's not going to perform the same way as a natural picture on social media mostly on Instagram. So this is where the difference between Instagram and Facebook. Instagram has gotta be pretty. It's gotta be lifestyle. It's almost gotta be like too pretty. Like you put a filter on that. We know this isn't real life. Facebook can be a little bit more, throw a graphic out there, it's still gonna get that engagement. But when you put a styled post out there, for example, like I said, just an invite card, or maybe it's an invite card around like some cute Easter eggs, cause you got an Easter egg hunt coming up. Stuff like that, that stuff's gonna grab attention, but it's being on purpose. It's planning those times out to take those pictures. So on top of that, we need to make sure that we use things, make it easier on yourself. Use things like schedulers. So Facebook scheduler, Facebook has its own scheduler. And, and if you're gonna do just Facebook, I recommend it. 
Um, I use Buffer because I do Instagram and Facebook and sometimes even Twitter on the Ohio Ministry Network one. Um, but Facebook scheduler is great because it doesn't cost anything. And Facebook likes Facebook, so their algorithms naturally are gonna go a little higher. So when I say algorithms, half the class probably look at me like, what are you talking about algorithms? So Facebook, Instagram, any social media, basically they control what you see. If you didn't know that, I'm really sorry. That's probably why you're not seeing half the posts you should be seeing. They control what you see. They, they take note, just like Suri listens to you when you talk about like a ring doorbell and now it shows up on your Facebook ads. They take note of what you like and what you don't like. So if you continuously like your church's posts, your church's posts are gonna go to the top of your feed or pictures like that. If you continuously engage with like some of your friends, those posts will come to the front. Even though they were posted four days ago, they're gonna come to the top of your page. So if you're only doing Facebook, which let me just say that that is okay. And I would say in most cases, depending on the size of your church, and if you have the right amount of people to do it, just do Facebook. Keep it simple. I tell my kids that all the time, just keep it simple. You gotta just keep it simple. And in this case, Facebook scheduler is going to help your algorithms because they like, they like themselves. They want you to use this, their product. Next, other ones, these Buffer, Hootsuite, HubSpot, Later, CoSchedule, there's like seven billion more of them. I use Buffer because I like the desktop version and the mobile version. You can use them together. There is a free option for almost all of these. Buffer, we pay for the $10 a month plan just because I can schedule multiple things at once. Um, like with the free version, you can only do 10 posts. I can also have multiple accounts on it. I think it's up to 10 accounts on it. So yeah, so this is a great question. So scheduling is planning. So for example, I take my Monday morning and I know I wanna post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So for example, Ohio Ministry Network, we have all these different departments. They send me what they would like to go on the, on the main page and I schedule it out. So I'm gonna put a girls ministry post on Monday. I'm gonna do a synergy recap post on Tuesday. I'm going to schedule one of our Facebook events for network conference on Wednesday. I'm gonna put an SEU post on Thursday night. So then you're only doing that Monday morning. That two hours that you set aside to put all your social media out, you're only doing it that Monday morning or however often you need to do it. So it's helpful because it just goes on its own. You pick the time, you pick the picture, you pick the, the post, you're done. You don't have to think about social media for the rest of the week. So you get to finish it when you finish it. Until you schedule it, correct. So you put a time, everything. So things like Buffer, for example, you can do like the same post, for, it's like the same picture, but you could post on Facebook at noon, that, that post, uh, Facebook at noon, and it has like a link in it. So one thing about Instagram, Facebook, if you didn't know the difference, Facebook, you can put a link to your registration. Instagram, you're not gonna be able to. There's no clicking there. So we're gonna customize those posts. That's the nice thing about Buffer if you're posting to both. You're gonna customize that post where Instagram has your registration link, or sorry, Facebook has your, um, your link. Maybe Instagram doesn't, but it tells you that the link is in the bio. So you're gonna edit those, you're gonna put them at different times, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. So that's where I, planning is more than just looking at the calendar and saying an event's coming up, we got to post about it. Sure, go ahead. It is. It is. So if you have a page, which I'm going to hit this really quick. It wasn't in my notes, but I know sometimes there's a confusion. There's a page, there's a group, and then there's an actual like personal account. So personal account is my account is Amanda Majors. That's my account. It's just for personal stuff. 
there's a page. That's what your fa that's what your Facebook should be for your church. Should not be a group. Should not be a personal account. It should be a page. You can do so much more with the page. You can invite mass amounts of people. You can do events that are not secret to just your friends, but they can go out publicly. Pages is where you want to be at. And then there's groups. You don't want it to be a group either. You can have groups attached to it, and Facebook has that capability where you can link them. So for example, one church has multiple groups linked to it, where when we new people come to the church, we try to add them to what we call our connection directory, where people ask for prayer requests. Hey, I got a free washer and dryer. That's what a group's for. But the page is to get the church's voice and tone out, whether it be events, whether it be Sunday mornings, whether it be small groups coming up, stuff like that. So just make sure that you are on a page, not a group, not a personal account. Does that make sense? I know that sounds crazy, but there, there was some cute confusion for a while, which one you should use. So it'll, it'll actually say, so you won't sign in on a page. You will just be an administrator on the page. And you really should only have a few administrators on your Facebook page. You don't need lots of people posting whatever they want with a different voice and tone. I have a different voice and tone when I post, then she has a different voice and tone, then Leslie has a different voice and tone. We're all gonna sound different. You want your church to all sound the same. And it's important to try to get there. Um, so let's make sure that your, I'll get you in one second. Make sure your content is quality content. People are church shopping your church before they even visit your church, okay? I can tell you right now that somebody who's come to your church for the first time has already been to your Facebook or your, or your website, probably both. And if one of them's not up to date, they're gonna know. So you need to make sure you represent your church correctly. Every post, like all those posts matter because people are looking what kind of experience they're gonna have. If they see empty seats during worship, they're gonna be like, nobody goes to that church. I don't know that I wanna go to that church. <laughs> I'll stand out. Or if they, they see maybe a blurry photo, or let's say a kid's photo, a kid's room photo, and there's like graham crackers and goldfish all over the floor, and be like, well, I'm not bringing my kid to that dirty church. There's no way I'm gonna let them sit back there, right? Like we gotta have happy faces. We gotta have great like worship photos where people are getting into worship. I know that seems like super vain, but it's, we gotta, like they're church shopping us. Let's make sure they wanna come and be a part of this community. One of the things that somebody told me a long time ago, I said, how'd you hear about One Church? They said, well, I was on social media, and when I saw the pictures, I actually felt like I could fit right there in between all those people on the picture. They felt like they could belong before they even walked in the building. So it's important that we're super intentional about quality photos. We can talk about that later, but it's very important that we, we are putting the quality content out there. All right. Plan a I kind of already said this, plan a time in your week to schedule your posts, whether it's Monday morning because your mind is fresh, whether it's Friday, whatever works for you. And, and this is where I would encourage you some leader development as well. If you've got some teenagers, some young adults who are really good and tech savvy, see who's maybe sharing a lot of posts on social media. See who's sharing the right things on social media. Maybe they're, they're not getting involved in political posts, right? They're not getting involved in the stuff that just throws gasoline on the fire, but instead they're like sharing some great content or maybe very uplifting content. Those are the people you want helping you with your social media. This is all leader development. So I do recommend some sort of approval process. 
whether it's your creative arts pastor, whether it's your music pastor, who's ever got some passion about it. Maybe it's just you, so you just take a look over it, have that person be like, hey, we're gonna have you be over social media. It's a totally new ministry. You're gonna own it. You just have to send me a spreadsheet of like the kind of posts you wanna do. I'll approve it and it's yours. You do it. It's a definitely a way to one, either create a ministry because when there's a job out there, then you gotta fill it with people so people have a place that the 80-20 rule starts to go out the window because you got more jobs to fill. Get them in there. Maybe they don't like to serve on the host team but they don't like kids, but they don't mind being behind their phone on social media all morning. I know that sounds crazy, but the truth is, is they're doing it for the glory of God, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely recommend that. I kind of mentioned this this more the, earlier. Having your church on all the social media platforms is not always the best. How many of you just have Facebook? So not very many. How many of you have Facebook and Instagram? Randomly, I want to ask a few people. What's the average age of like your church? Like if you put like a range, can I ask the people of Instagram what your average range are? Okay. Well, did you say you have Instagram? No. Yeah, I would say early thirties. Early thirties. Uh huh. So I totally recommend that for any youth pastors, youth leaders in the room. Instagram is important for your youth. You kind of got to do both because Instagram's for your students, Facebook's for your parents. So I do recommend both. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but usually kids won't, like, students won't even be on Facebook anymore because they don't want their parents knowing what, what their business is. But my kids don't even have Instagram because I'm like, I'm going to know your business. So I guess one of the things I heard is like early, like 30s, maybe 20s, 30s, even 40s, probably have Instagram. Make sure that it's worth it to have Instagram. If your church is an older generation, focus on Facebook. That's okay, that's where they're at. That's actually the largest growing group on Facebook, is you're actually 50 plus. It's the largest growing group and it continues to be the largest growing group. They want to connect with people they haven't seen in a while, or their grandkids or great grandkids, and that's okay. Let's make sure to put the name of Jesus in front of them too. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Like, so I definitely don't think all platforms are worth it. I actually think it's you're just gotta work smarter, not harder. So I would say stick on one that works for you. Good, powerful, intentional content is way better than sloppy thrown together content on three different platforms. What I mean by that is if, if just to go back, if you do a great post on Facebook that you put time into, have a great picture, spend some time on it, that's gonna be way more like better than maybe like a quickly thrown together graphic on all three platforms that nobody's even gonna see. It's super important that we're, we have good content on there. So the one reason, good content, because it represents us, right? We don't wanna look like the churchy church from down the street that nobody, everybody's like, not gonna go there. It doesn't look like I would fit in there. We wanna make sure, I mean, represent yourself correctly but you want good content that, that represents who you are. If you're just always throwing up graphics, they don't know what your community looks like. They don't know what your people look like. They don't know what your worship looks like. They don't know what your kids area looks like. They don't know if they wanna bring, and, and I know I'm talking specifically to a lot of like visitors, but that's probably why I'm so passionate about social media. If we want to win more people for Jesus, and with Ohio for Jesus, we wanna blow this thing out of the water. If we wanna do that, then we gotta think of the people who haven't come to church yet. 
and we got to make sure to bring them in. Like, look at how awesome, like, how much fun we're having with our kids back in the kids, like, section. Look how awesome our worship experience is. Look how amazing, like, look how powerful this quote is from our pastor. Things like that, we just, we have to bring them in. And it also is great for your, your people who are already going there. Make sure if you have good content, they're going to share it. And a share is basically like a recommendation. So all the people that like our page saw it, but when somebody else shares it, all their friends do too. So you might have just hit another thousand people that you didn't have access to before. So good content is worth it. Even if it takes a little bit of time, which I want to hit on good content. If you don't have a photographer, so we talked about possibly using your teenagers, just throwing this out there. The average budget for a main brand is like the hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for just social media marketing, okay? Not saying that any church in Ohio needs to spend that much money, but I am saying maybe you budget to find a photographer, like the photographer we have here today, Megan. She's done minister's retreat with us and now she's done synergy. She's wonderful. She gets like event photography, but she also gets church photography because she loves Jesus. So she gets it. <clears throat> maybe have her come out at one of your big services for Easter. Pay somebody, be like, I'll pay you your gas mileage. Here's like $25, $50 gift card. Come hang out with us on Easter. Take all our pictures, build that library, and now you've got all the content you need for the next at least three or four months. Build that in your budget. It's important. I'm telling you it's important. If you can't tell, I'm really passionate about it. It's so important. So if you don't have somebody who would take pictures for you, maybe you hire somebody. And then the cool part is, is that we're loving on people who already love Jesus and just saying, hey, you're good at what you do. You love Jesus, we love Jesus. Let's do this thing together. It's collaboration. So, and I will say that Megan has done this for another church. She's went out to their church, went there on Sunday and took tons of pictures, got them a great library and now they're set for a few months. Because she knows we need to get engaging community pictures. We need, or I call them connecting pictures. She knows we need to get lots of kids pictures. And do it on one of your bigger services if you're gonna do that. Get your big bang for your buck. I gotta go back over my notes because I'm like losing my place. <laughs> All right, so be intentional. Plan time in your week to do your posts. Um, if you post, if you Instagram schedule around the times that people are on their phones, that's, that's the best time. So we talked about scheduling. Be intentional about even the times. People are on their phones real early in the morning. They're laying in bed, looking at their phone before they get up out of bed. They're, in, they're, they're on their phones at lunchtime because a lot of them lunch breaks. They're on their phones right after work, so 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then they're on their phones right before bed. <laughs> it is all day. But you can pick different times for different things, right? You want it to kind of go all over the place, but the truth is, is Instagram, Facebook, they're going to control your algorithms to a certain point. But if you can get the, the content out there um, organically at the right times, then they'll push it even farther. You can, let, just so I put this out there, you can pay for Facebook ads, you can pay for Instagram ads. I'm not saying that that's not the way to go and we definitely do that at one church, but I think you can do it for pretty free as well by using those organic times. I use an app called Plan, P-L-A-N-N, Basically, you sign into your Instagram and it checks when people are like on Instagram, like when the best times to post. Facebook schedule will do that as well. It checks when people are on and actually engaging in your, your content. So I definitely be intentional on those times. The organic growth on its own is so huge because 
the minute you start paying for it, you're not going to stop paying for it. So I recommend start with the free stuff. We're churches, we got ministry to do, spend that money on a photographer on a Sunday morning. <laughs> the other thing that I recommend is go live every once in a while. If you have the time, even if you are the only pastor or maybe you're a bivocational pastor, when you're there, go live. Show the people who go to your church what you do. Because we all know that there's people out there that think the pastors don't do anything all week. I, being married to a youth pastor and being in the ministry world altogether, I'm not even like a pastor and I'm doing stuff all week for my church. But let them know what's going on. Maybe, maybe share what your message is going to be about on Sunday. Get that draw and be like, our message is going to be about like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We really want you guys to be here so we can talk about this, this, and this. Give like some of those little sneak peeks, if you will, by going live. This can just be on your phone. Live is definitely like something raw. And it's okay if it's just on your phone, facing towards you, walking down the street into the, into the church. It's okay if it's just in your office. It's okay if it's with like your kids leader, maybe they're in for the week to get everything ready for Sunday. It's okay if you're like, hey, we are alive with our kids leader and she is so excited for this Sunday. Look at all these crazy like room decorations she's got going on for the message this week. You wanna have your kids here. It can be like a minute or it can be five to 10 minutes. I will say that the shorter they are, people stay engaged a little bit longer. The cool thing about live is they stay on your Facebook the whole time. They never go away. They're like a video. Um, and you can even go as professional as like what we do for the Ohio for Jesus um, Facebook lives. Don't watch the last one because the camera definitely turned off and I was on the screen. I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> but <laughs> technology is technology, right? But they're a little bit more professional. We use a uh, program called Ecamm. E-C-A-M-M. -M. It's a really neat program, and to be very honest with you, it is underpriced for the, how great and how many things you can do with this program. Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M. -M. But it's a Facebook Live program, basically, where you can throw in slides during your presentation. You can even throw in videos during your presentation. You can do a Skype call live with one, two, three people and have a split screen going on. You can do it from your phone or you can do it from your camera. You can do it from like a Canon DSLR. All from all of that stuff. Videos, you can throw in logos, you can throw on and go live with Skype calls. It's a really, really, really neat program. Go ahead. No, it's, it's live. So you can engage with those people right then and there. They'll comment and I recommend saying, hey, I see you, Jan from Bubble, like we do it here, like so we'll be like, I see you, I don't know, Tim from Journey, I see you on here, thanks for joining us, like stuff like that. So you can actually see them live. It's, there's like a tiny bit delay, but it's, it's pretty close to live. And when I say live, like right now. And then it'll save almost like a YouTube video. It'll save and people can go back and watch it later. Does that make sense? So I recommend using all those different things. Make sure that you're communicating more than just Sunday mornings. Make sure that you communicate things like, how can we pray for you? Those are great engaging posts. And to be very honest with you, it's really powerful when you see it because not just you are praying for them. I guarantee you the prayer warriors in your church are jumping on and praying for those people too. And what a better way to lift up like the community, the body of Christ. Make sure to share things like your events coming up. So obviously like Easter, stuff like that. Maybe it's just small groups are coming up or maybe it's your kids experience. 
hey, we need kid leaders. Or maybe it's, hey, I want to focus on leaders this month. That's something we're doing at One Church right now where they're posting just different leaders just to make people aware, hey, you can serve. These are servant leaders and they enjoy it. It's not draining every Sunday morning. They look forward to it. So it's just everything. It's not just Sundays. It's not just events. It's a little pepper of everything. Because a reminder for your visitors, that just shows them what your community is all about. And they might feel like they can really just fit in there. It just depends. All right, so be engaging. That's my last one. Did I do one? No, I didn't. So we talked about posting quality content. So one of the things that I want to hit is just how you can use you can use different apps. You don't have to be a Photoshop wizard or Illustrator wizard to create good quality content. It's a free app called Canva. I use that thing all the time when I need it super quick. C-A-N-V-A, yes, Canva. It's great because you can put your logo in there if you want. Um, it's great because, like for example, let me, this is a little bit later, but I'm gonna show you. You could really do all of these different types of posts with Canva. I, that's literally just text on top of it, but it's simple. It catches your eye because it's one of our pictures, right? But so this is one of the snowy days that like, I think every church in Columbus canceled, except for one church. <laughs> but they said church is on. So hey, it caught everybody's attention. You saw it right away. This is just a quote right here. You can do like shapes, boxes, stuff like that. This is C3 with a quote, and then it's quoting what Conan said. Over here, I bet this was done in Photoshop. Um, Radiant Life here in Dublin. I've never met their designer, but she's really good. I love, like their content is so good, it's so fun. Um, but just super simple, not a lot of text. If you need to throw that stuff out there, Canva is definitely something super simple and easy if you don't like wanna jump into Photoshop and design a whole graphic. The other thing I would recommend too is when you get your sermon graphics from whatever designer, maybe you're just making your own and that is okay. But if you decide to get like sermon graphics for maybe Easter, you go all out, get sermon graphics. In the package, ask them for social media graphics. Hey, I want a few social media graphics. I want them sized for Instagram and Facebook. Go ahead. How do you get a designer? There's a few out there. So I'm not trying to plug myself, but I've done a few sermon graphics for different um, churches around. Uh, Dustin Cooper is a great one. He works with churches. He's a Christian. He's up in Toledo. To be honest with you, if you have that question, if you want like somebody who does sermon graphics, email me or even talk to me afterwards. I can find you probably 10 designers, and they're great to work with, and they're all Christians. Go ahead. Just touching on that, there's a lot of good resources out there, too, for sermon graphics. Yes. Yeah, Life Church is awesome. Yeah. So another um, another thing to look into as a subscription, if you create your own, is um, Envato Elements or the Envato Market. So it's something that we just bought a whole subscription. I see you. I'll get you in a second. Um, we bought the whole year subscription. It's the best. They have everything. They have stock videos. They have stock um, photos. They have graphics like templates they just have regular graphics they have vectors they have i mean like everything so if you need and it's really not that much for the whole year i was i'm i've been so impressed like just blown away it's actually one of my favorite like websites to go on just when i want some design ideas 
It's been huge. So I also do the graphics for Ohio Girl, Girls Ministry. It's been huge to jump on there and be able to just pull little pieces, even ideas, to help with that. What was your question? That's great. That's awesome. I love those free things. That's great. Did I see another question in the back? Um, Envato Elements. E-N-V-A-T-O. So Envato has all kinds of things that you, you can buy. If you just want to buy one thing, you can totally just buy like just one stock photo. You don't have to do a subscription. I recommend the subscription only because you get access. I'm talking to like hundreds of thousands of different things. And they have so many different things. I will say just a little plug for websites really quick. If you're doing your website, try not to use stock photos. Try to use actual photos of your congregation. People want to see where they can fit in. And if you've got a picture of the church down the street, when they walk in your doors, they're going to be like, this is not what I saw online. <laughs> and they're going to have a rude awakening. <laughs> and they're almost going to feel like, I feel like I was cheated a little bit. Like, this is not the same thing. Maybe the good way. Maybe they'll feel great because it's a different experience than they expected. But again, just always be thinking through the fact that people are church shopping you on these different avenues before they even pull in the parking lot. So your parking lot can be awesome. But if you haven't posted it on Facebook or your website to show them how awesome they are, they're not going to pull in. So we got to make sure that we represent ourselves really well on there. Um, to hit this stuff, we're just going to go back on being intentional and stuff like this. So Facebook and Instagram are a little different. So Facebook, one of the things that I mentioned um, is that, man, this is really bad quality. I promise they're not that bad. Um, <laughs> so one of the things I mentioned is uh, Instagram is like super lifestyle-y and almost looks like it's got like a filter over it and it's not true life. So if you notice, these are all like super lifestyle. One of the things I love about this one from Lima first is this big giant smile from Lori Bucher. The best. Like, if that doesn't make you feel like you want to walk right in their lobby, I don't know what would. Um, over here at Radiant Life with prayer, just guys getting around in prayer, the truth is, is that people are broken and they want the love of Jesus Christ. So that's inviting to them. So let's like just make sure that you got that really good. But this is all instagram based right so it's all lifestyle it's it looks super artsy but the truth is is this little girl is getting down and dirty with the crayons to me as a mom that makes me feel like my kids are going to have the best experience and they're going to have fun they're going to enjoy themselves stuff like that this one from one church i know both these guys and they are literally that big and smiley almost all the time but these like that just makes you feel like i've got a community i have a friend i say it all the time our church community is like family to us and that's exactly how like you want to feel when you walk into a church right so this is like Instagram versus Facebook these are all good posts versus Facebook you can do a lot different things with Facebook right so Radiant Life Church is having a, an egg hunt this will probably get lost in Instagram it's got a lot of text there's nothing wrong with that it'll just Instagram is so lifestyle based it's gonna get lost where, where Facebook, you gotta get this information out. So you want people to have that and Facebook's the perfect place for it. And I, I think even in the Seymour has a link to the event, the Facebook event. 
so that they can get all the information. Another thing I just, again, Facebook, use your Facebook events. If you've got stuff coming up, even if it's like, I don't know, like a woman's coffee connection kind of thing, get that thing on a Facebook event. Even if it's, she got like an Easter egg hunt, get it on a Facebook event. A trunk or treat, get it on a Facebook event. If your calendar follows like the OMN calendar, you guys go to Synergy, you go to Network Conference, you go to, or like for OIM events, maybe your youth group goes to Reach or Camp. You can go to our Facebook and add those events to your page. The cool part about that is like we do all the work. You just gotta add it to your page. We follow any comments, we get any responses, all that stuff, so we can manage that because you're not gonna know the, all the answers to all that stuff, but it's got all the links, everything. Use Facebook events if you don't already. And another plug around websites, if your website is kind of non-existent or maybe doesn't have all your events up to date, you gotta update Facebook. It's gotta be one or the other because ultimately people want to know what's going on. It goes back to the whole church stuff, church shop. People wanna know what's going on. But just recently a friend of mine asked me to look over their website. It took me five clicks to get to their, um, their address. Five different clicks to get to their address. I was like, uh, I would never come to your church. I would never find it. I would like be like, okay, I'm done. I can't find your, even your address. It had like directions from north, south, east, and west, but never had the address. Those are the things that you gotta like think through just on people who aren't coming to your church yet. This is how you get there. Go ahead. Yes, 100%. If you don't have the time or the money to have a website, kill it, do Facebook, it's free. Like, and just do Facebook well. And I, I say, that sounds like crazy, but the truth is, is Facebook has turned into the new website. Most, most businesses now, so you got like dentist offices, doctor's offices, um, even like places like ice cream shops, like local ice cream shops, they're just doing Facebook. Because you can get all the same information without a website template and a website designer and all the photos that you need, all that stuff. But you gotta make sure you do Facebook right. And when I say right, you gotta be on purpose. Intentional, go ahead. Yes, that is paying for your Facebook marketing. That's, you can do it for free. But yes, they offer things. So basically what a boost is, is you can, and you can dial it down to how many miles outside of your address. You can dial it down to women versus men. You can dial it down to this age group and this age group and this age group, or these people who like this page. I want it to send, you can do, you literally can dial it down to all that stuff. You can spend just five bucks. You can spend a thousand bucks, just depending on what your budget is. So boosting, boosting it to them, it's their, fun way of saying spend some money on our marketing. <laughs> That's basically what it's saying. And it, it will get your post in front of new people that have never seen it before, but you're going to pay for it. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with paying for it, but I feel like you don't necessarily need to. Go ahead. Okay. Well, Instagram, you can create your post, No, I think it's okay to share it. I think good content is better than sloppy content. So if it's good content and you're putting in both places, that's totally okay. The truth is in some instances, like what, one of the things that she mentioned is that like their youth students follow their Instagram and like 
their, the people, their congregation follows their Facebook. It's okay to put both. And that's what we do at One Church. That's what we do at um, Ohio Ministry Network. The only thing I tweak a little bit is I'll put hashtags in Instagram posts and I'll put a link in my Facebook post just because we want to use those clicks on purpose. Does that make sense? Go ahead. With Twitter, yes, it will, yes. but not Facebook. Facebook will post it, post that that picture. How old are you, by the way? See, thirteen-year-old can totally be your social media manager. He knows more than me. So, talking about more about Facebook posts. So, like this one on girls' ministry, um, it's a perfect example of like getting content out that's really, really good. That wouldn't be a great place on Instagram because you couldn't even click on it or save it or anything like that. But with Facebook, you can actually download PDFs. So now you're getting your content out. Like for the girls ministry, this is, this is great. This helps other girls ministries around the state of Ohio to do their calendar. So this is why you use Facebook in these situations over using Instagram in other situations. Go ahead, Tim. So Amanda, when you posted that picture of that PDF of that calendar there, this one? Is there a way to put a link on that or you just add a link to the language, to the text? No, so it's not actually a link. It's actually down, like, so you can load a PDF to it. Facebook has the ability to add pictures, but it also has the ability to add actual like uh, documents. So that's not a link to it. It can be a link to it. You can definitely put a link and send it over to your website but it can also just be a PDF. So like, let's say you wanted a prayer guide or something like that. You could put that prayer guide in the post. So pe people will click to it, it'll go to another page and they can download it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, so I'm wondering how you'd be able to see the PDF and be able to click on it at the same time. You, you mean the whole PDF? Well, or, uh, not to recognize like So that. like this, for example, this is two PDFs. It's just, there's two of them. If there was just one, it would just be the one in the, in the center. And you could click on it and it would go to the PDF. It wouldn't go to the website, but it would go to the PDF. And that'll, you can walk through that on Facebook. Yes, yeah, it's super simple. It just says, um, I think it's like, I think it says upload, and then it'll give you that option to like do a document. I'm almost positive. This last one I just wanted to hit that like, for example, they have their actual registration link in the post for fine arts. Perfect for Facebook. It directs them right to the website. One of the things too, I don't know if you, how many of you do registrations for events or whatever. I recommend not bringing them to the registration site specifically, but bringing them to your website. If your website is up to date and is looking good. <laughs> if not, just bring them right to the registration. Does that make sense? Go ahead. Can you go live off of Facebook? Yeah, so like you're right now, so you have the ministry. Yep. So <clears throat> ministry. Yes, you can. It just, so when you go to do a post, it'll ask you what kind of post you want to do, whether it's a live post, a picture, um, a video. It has that like right when you click on it. And if you, if you want, at the end, I can totally show you how to do it. And it'll give you the warning before it actually goes live, just so you know. <laughs> go ahead. Go live. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's all right. I appreciate it. So this is a picture. That's like a picture post. I don't have a picture of a video post, but like let's say a recap video from today's event. That would be the video. 
And then live is I'm gonna use a camera on my phone to literally make a video right now and everybody can see what I'm doing as you do it. Yes. And they can, they can engage with it. So they can comment on it, they can like it, all that while it's happening. They can't. They can pause it, but not just that, but Facebook and Instagram do this. When you go live, it alerts all your followers. It says, hey, I'm like, Ohio Ministry Network is going live right now. If any of you follow Ohio Ministry Network, when we've gone live for Ohio for Jesus, you probably got that alert. Does that make sense? Go ahead. You're fine. So hashtags actually bring up everything with that same hashtag. So for example, our event hashtag is OMN Synergy. When you click on that hashtag, and if you notice it's hyperlinked, so it's like underlined, when you click on that hashtag, everything with that hashtag pulls up. It's almost like a, I'm trying to think of like a, a kind of like a search engine. Anything with that has a hashtag. So one of the things that we do at One Church is we have a few specific hashtags to us. OMN Synergy is a specific hashtag to this event, right? Real quick note on hashtags. Don't put dates in hashtags. Just keep them the same every year. If you're gonna do Easter, like Easter at One Church every single year, keep it that way. Cause then you just keep on gaining all your own momentum on it. But if you put a date on it, it's done. Vents over, it's done. You've lost all that momentum you got on it. But basically, um, we have one that's like, life is better in community or one church, my church. When you click on that, it's literally everybody's post, not just one church's post. It's my post. It's your post. If you posted about one church, it's this other person. The cool part about that, it's almost like a, a share. Cause if somebody clicked on that, they could see like pictures from everybody, super raw pictures from somebody who's just posting like on their Instagram to maybe super like pretty pictures that one church is posting. Yep, it will show up. It will. <laughs> and it's happened. Huh? It's Facebook too. They are not used nearly as much on Facebook. Um, but they but on Instagram you can actually follow a hashtag. So I live in Worthington, Ohio. So I follow the hashtag Worthington, Ohio, just so I can see what's going on in the in like our little town. It's, there's totally a balance and ultimately it depends on where you're, my personal opinion I don't there's no like this isn't like the Bible on it but my personal opinion is there's definitely a line because you can go overboard um, even pictures can be overboard right we want to make sure that it's all about Jesus ultimately if what you're trying to do in your heart and I feel like this is the way God again I could be wrong I'm not the pastor in the room I'm just like social media but and I love Jesus so ultimately, as long as your heart's in the right place, and I just want more people to know who Jesus is and to experience his love and have a relationship with him and go to heaven, then that's what matters. The minute that it turns into, we got to get more likes than anybody else. Oh, when, the minute that it turns into, and I literally saw this happen. I just told our kids about this the other night because we were talking about social media. I saw this, we were at a concert. My husband and I were at a concert. This girl had posted to her Instagram, and it caught me like, I literally saw it in the corner of my eye 
because she kept doing it over and over again. She would go to her Instagram feed and look and see who had looked at her Instagram. And I'm talking, it was like every 20 seconds. She would pull it up, look, and then pull it down. And then pull it up and look. That's when it's not about Jesus. That's when it's about how many people, was my post good enough? As soon as you find your identity in it. And I actually stepped away from doing social media for a little bit because I found my identity in it because I was doing it for so much and I was getting a lot of, I'm a words of affirmation girl and I got a lot of affirmation. So I actually stepped away from it for a while because I started to find my identity in it. Ultimately, my identity is in Christ. If I get no likes or I get a thousand likes, it doesn't matter. Sure. Yes. Yeah, so I recommend to start off with at least two a week. So that could be like a recap from Sunday, and then it could be like a Sunday morning one, like we can't wait to see you here, we got a seat saved for you, something like that. It'd be great if you could do up to five. And I guess I'm probably not counting my Sunday posts. On Sunday at one church, at the main campus, we do a little bit more than the Worthington campus just because we don't get very good pictures of our kids' ministry because it's in the middle of a movie theater and it's dark. So I don't post a lot of stuff about our kids' ministry. But we do three over in Worthington. We do four or five over in Gahanna. So we try to hit like certain buckets. We try to hit kids, worship, connecting, so like out in the lobby, and then message. And then if we have any other special things going on, like so if it's Baptism Sunday or if it's Child Dedication Sunday, um, so it's just hitting certain that that's just for Sunday throughout the week. It's maybe like the, how can we pray for you? It's small groups are about to start. It's maybe a volunteer post to highlight somebody. So I would recommend Sunday is a little different. And, and I think it's okay if you only post on Sunday, but if you've got stuff coming up, you do want to let your people know about it. Unless it's on the website, if it's on the website, just direct them to the website. That's okay too. Sure. If you have the people to do it and you can do it right, yes. I recommend doing Instagram and then just sharing it over to Facebook. Work smarter, not harder. There's, there's no reason not to. That and Facebook stories are not um, as intuitive as Instagram stories. Usually the people who are looking at the Instagram stories probably aren't gonna even look at your Facebook stories. The people who are looking at your Facebook stories probably don't even have Instagram. Does that make sense? And, and what, like, so what we do, and I did a little bit it's hard doing 17 things at one event. I did a little bit this morning for like this event. It's hitting like the busy lobby. It's hitting worship. It's hitting maybe a good message point. It's hitting like fun kids experiences. It's hitting like your, um, your host, your guest experience team and how engaging they are. Those are the different things you can do from your Instagram store. I do think they're, they're great if you have the team to do them, but I don't think you have to lose sleep over it if you don't. Go ahead, I'll get you in a second. Mm -hmm. So it just really depends on where you're at. So I'm not as good at that. I will say, I would say like using your marketing. So like postcards, um, getting postcards out, uh, maybe getting a team together and doing door hangers, um, maybe getting a team together and going to like a community event, meet a need. So like maybe it's the football game and you hand out free water bottles. That's like a different marketing approach. That's just some, those are just some of the ideas that like friends of mine that have churches have done or like our church has done. But that's how I would just, I would hit them. The truth is that people think like shirts or uh, postcards and stuff like that is sometimes a waste of money. It can feel like a waste of money, but like a shirt, I have like probably 
10 OIM shirts that and I get comments on them all the time so I get to tell them what it is. I have lots of one church shirts so I, I constantly get questions about that where I can talk about my church. Just different things like that. Unfortunately, I'm not an expert at that. <laughs> you had a question real quick. Yeah, you talked about children's ministries. How do, you, how do you balance the privacy and the concern parents have about... That's a great question. Yeah, so one of the things that we ask at One Church in the, the sign-in, check-in process is if it's okay if their, their face is on Instagram. Now, we never use names, ever. I don't ever recommend using names. And the big thing is to be aware, if you've got foster kiddos that go to your church, you need to be aware of them and not posting them just because you don't know the background, the situation. Normally, there is some sort of, you can go and speak. Yeah, depending on the missionary kid, absolutely. Yeah, you have to be, you just have to be sensitive to it. Um, the smaller the church, it's easier to do that. The bigger the church, it's a little harder to do. Um, but usually, if it's a bigger church, they're going to see a photographer maybe every week or something like that and hopefully ask the question. But it is in our check-in process. Go ahead. I've heard of Instagram stories and Facebook stories, but I do not know what they are. So it is something that shows up on your feed like instantly. So Instagram stories, for example, it's a quick 15-second video. Um, it can be a boomerang, it can be a video with like stickers and fun stuff on it, or it can just be just a picture. Um, but it shows up at the top of Instagram as they come up. So the most current thing shows up first. So if you, which I don't recommend posting like 30 stories all in a row, it starts looking like little ants marching. But the, when you're up there, it stays up there and people just basically go through it. So one of the things that's changed in social media, it used to be a pretty picture would get all the engagement videos continue to just grow like if you don't do videos i'm not gonna even hit that because let's first try to get some pictures but videos continue to be the most engaging thing on like the internet because they grab and, and most videos i want to say it's like 60 percent of videos are not even like watched with no sound because it's just people like social media if you didn't know this social media actually releases the same adrenaline like hormone that like when you um get like when you smoke drugs and stuff like that. It's literally addicting. And I feel like videos is probably the reason it's starting to get that way because it just engages your mind and you can just zone out and just get into videos. But it's a lot of video is the main thing of it. But it, and it's right up to date and the more current the stuff is, it gets on the top. Go ahead, Naomi, and then I'll get you. So I was gonna say, uh, that yeah, sure, go ahead. That's great. That's that's a great way to do it. Right to the post. That's my husband. No, you cannot. 
so people can post whatever they want on it. So choose your hashtag wisely. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. You do have to have a certain amount of followers to do that. You have to have 10,000 followers in order to do that. It'd be awesome if you, everybody could do that. But um, just a, the last thing I was going to hit is just, we kind of already hit it. If your, your website is, is non-existent or not like great right now, kill it. Do, do Facebook right because it's, it's free. Or do one or the other. One has to be done right because, again, people are going to come and search you. If they drive by your church and they go search One Church or they search New Life uh, in Lima, whatever they search, if they don't find something, they're probably not gonna pull in your parking lot. So you gotta make sure to give them that church shop, if you will. Whether it be the, uh, the website or Facebook, I just recommend get out there because people are searching you up before they even pull in. Any other questions? You guys can keep on going if you want. Go ahead. So I, I don't like filters. I like a good edited photo, um, but I personally don't like fil filters. But I think it really just depends on the designer. Like I like certain design things that maybe somebody else doesn't like. I, it, it, it just really comes down to who's got, like who's behind the camera. The main thing is, is just that it's good quality content. No blurry pictures, no pictures of goldfish, like crumbled up goldfish on the ground. Or we used to be a mobile church, so you'd have those uh, tennis balls on the bottom of the chairs and the nasty how dirty they get I used to be like I don't want those in the pictures at all because <laughs> they're gross like just different things like that I think it's just quality content is really what it comes down to but it can all be your voice and tone it can match your voice and tone just depends on you feel free guys I know there's like another session but if you have any other questions or if you want to connect with me afterwards go ahead <laughs>